So here's here's uh, something that I've been mindful of. Just just listening to the things around you, things that go on. You notice a lot of things and things stand out. One of the things that stand out is to me are phrases that people use use and words we know project images. And I hear this term, you know, I know my truth. As if because it's your truth, it is the truth. Your truth is not the truth. Let's let's look at it this way. You go into a courtroom and you are a witness, right? And when you get on the witness stand, there there's a Bible which people are trying to do away with. There's a Bible that you put your hand on and you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Isn't it interesting that it that you're not required to tell your truth? But the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you, God. Well, when you begin to te- to speak, to, be, to bear witness, let's say, you, you begin to bear witness. If you notice, the witness does not get on the witness stand and just begin to tell the account. They may be asked or yes they may be asked to tell what they saw on the night in question the day in question whatever after the after they tell their story or tell the story that is their truth they are asked certain questions so now they have to zero in on certain things concerning their truth. Here's what I'm saying. It may be their truth, but what they're bearing witness to, their their truth is only a part. It is not the truth. It does not, their truth does not confirm whether someone is guilty or innocent. Their truth is a part. And it is a part of the account based on their view. From what they could see or how they perceive. Now the one who questions them causes them to consider things that they had not. And to even question how they saw is not necessarily what they saw, but how they saw it. You, a person could say, oh, I saw a lady walking her dog. And it was a certain time of the day, right, at night. So there are shadows, there are things that obstruct light. And the person began to ask them where they were, what their position was, what their angle was. And then they want them to describe the lady. And sometimes in that person describing the, the, the image or the figure they saw, it wasn't a lady at all. 
it was a man that had on a yellow, uh, a beige hoodie under a coat. So the top part looked like blonde hair. Because of the time of day it was, or the night it was, and the angle the person was standing. This is not to change anything. This is to gain clarity. You're, you're asked about your truth to gain so that, so that those that hear your truth can gain clarity. But in your gaining of the clarity, you begin to question your truth. Why am I saying those? Because we, we cannot make our truth the defining factor. The word of God is true. The Holy Spirit leads us into truth, all truth. Not our truth, the truth. Our truth may simply be a fact that we gathered and we came to a conclusion about it. But our fact or what we call our truth does not define the whole story. It doesn't determine where someone is guilty or innocent. That being said, the scripture says, in Corinthians 13, we prophesy in part. Why? Because we know in part. But when that which is perfect comes in, that which is imperfect is done away with. So then what? Tongues will cease. And prophecies will fail. They're no longer needed because what is true, what is true, the whole truth and nothing but the truth has now come into manifestation. And there are, there's no need for an expectation when that which you hope for, wish for, has come into being. We cannot allow things that are cliches in cultures or philosophies to influence us. We are the one. We, truth bearers, we who walk with the truth, Jesus Christ. We who are led by the Spirit of God. And those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. We must always endeavor to influence what is around us by the truth and not be influenced by the truths of others.